Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the Life After Blindness Weekend Edition. I'm your host, Tim Schwartz, and I am joined once again by Sean Priest and Robin Christopherson. Robin, Sean, welcome back to the show. Hey! Oh, thanks for having us, Tim. Sadly, everyone else was busy, and you're stuck with us again. Unbelievable. Yeah, that, that's even Scott. Uh, boy, I, I, I do recall a conversation. Oh, yeah, just give it two weeks. After two weeks, I'll, I'll be able to join. I'll be there all the time. No problem. He's in yeah. demand. He is on demand. He, yeah. he, uh, he He's is on so, demand. He's yeah, on right. demand. <laughs> Not in. Better than being on remand. Anyway. On remand? Well, that too, for, for poor Stephen. But no, he is uh, extraordinarily busy doing double tap and AMI stuff. Although, Sean, you're the other half or third or whatever of, of double tap. Why aren't you so busy? Uh, well, because I don't do any preparation or any of the organization or any of the editing anymore. That's down to ah. Stephen. And if you listen to yesterday's episode where my computer just went... Oh, I'm not having none of it. Then uh, the second half of the entire show was just basically Stephen trying to fix my stuff. So, uh, yes, he's very busy, but he'll be back. He'll get over it. It's fine. <laughs> oh, speaking of technical difficulties, I yeah. nearly wasn't able to make it today because I'm wearing um, nice cans. Oh. Nice cans yes. that, um, I hope that's that Sean listen. kindly donated. How much okay. were they? <laughs> that's £200 uh, yeah. headphones you've got on yeah. there. So my yes. so my ears don't bleed, so you guys can't hear when you shout at me, yes. um, bleeding back through the mic. But it's got a curly cord. It's got like a pig's tail cord, hasn't it? It has. Yes. Have you ever tried untangling those? Oh no, you're there all day. No, forget yeah. it. That's a pain. You'll be Honestly, there forever and ever. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that was nearly me gone. So it was nearly just, just you two. So I'm, hang on, how did you manage to get it so mangled up in the first place? They just sit well, on your desk, surely. Every time we do a quality recording like this, or like yes. uh, the Echo Show, for example, plug, um, clang, yes, I plug them in. But <laughs> other times, I unplug them and pop them over on one side. It's the it's the um, cavalier poppage that nearly resulted yeah. in. Well, disaster. you are a cavalier poppager. I've noticed yeah. that. I've often said that about you, Robin. Mm -hmm. It's Stop one of my it. worst faults. It is. But normally, I'm just using um, <laughs> wired <laughs> earpods. Because they're easier no, on the ears. No, no stop. No, oh. shut up now, Robin. Now it's stuff. my turn. Now, okay. I'm hurting him. I've started to use with my computer earbuds for the first time. <laughs> I am using the Sony Link Buds. And I've got to say, oh, they are beautiful. But what about the latency? Hmm? What about the lag? Um, no, 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 <gasps> no. You don't notice it. Now, I will say, I wouldn't edit you know, audio with it because yeah. they are. there is a little bit of lag there. But uh, in general, Oh, fantastic. It makes it's just nice to take those headphones off for a while. We're using big 70s style DJ headphones here. Hands. Hands, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, your ears get hot. It's a hard, hard life. <laughs> All right, Tim, carry on. <laughs> well, we got like a. Um, wow. <laughs> what's that um, tumbleweed effect there? Sorry, carry on. Yeah, weeds cricket. and crickets going by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but like, there's something. No, it is. To, it is. There's something to be said for using cans when you're doing audio editing and recording and, and stuff. It, it just feels more professional. Yeah, exactly. Are you yeah, saying yeah. It's, it's our costume to put on? It's like when I put my sunglasses on and grab my white stick. That's my. I'm a professional blind person today. That's my outfit. <laughs> yes, I'm officially blind today. Look out! <laughs> Look out! Bushes and shrubs. I'm on my way. Um, oh wait, that's just Sean. Um, <laughs> we love you, Sean. But um, but no, yeah. So we are back here once again, uh, randomly bantering as usual. And uh, I do want to thank everybody for uh, tuning into the last weekend edition. Um, boy, lots and lots of downloads and feedback and happy Ooh. people. So yeah, it was uh, it was good stuff. So thanks to everybody for that. And uh, hopefully we don't uh, disappoint going forward. Uh, <laughs> it was good feedback. Yeah, wow. very good feedback. Yeah. Hey, that's good. Was yeah, it any about me? That you're just wonderful, Sean. Oh, that's good. I'm happy. Well yep, done. That's my pat on the head. <laughs> yes. Thank you very much. Yes. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> I'm very but, needy. <clears throat> yes, yes, you are. So, you know what? I, we had talked about this before we, we hit the record button, when I finally found the record button. Um, I, I had a topic that I wanted to talk about that's quite controversial and some things that have been happening, you know, on 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 the Twitter uh, to our to our friend Stephen Scott, but 
again, like I said, he uh, he's a bit busy over there in AMI, so we're going to table that discussion for uh, for future you know for a future episode. And this time we're going to be a little bit more topical, I guess, because talking to you, Sean, um, you haven't really dove into this as much as I might have thought. I know Robin probably has with uh, Mac accessibility, etc. But um, but we're going to talk a little bit about some of the accessibility updates that came in iOS 16, and then perhaps kind of you know swing that off or, or turn that off or t turn it off now i don't know what i'm saying Steady. um um um, um <laughs> shift that over to a conversation well there we go about uh, about screen readers in general considering it is the three of us i've i've always been more of a jaws guy sean is definitely an nvda guy after having tried jaws for a little bit uh -huh. and uh and robin's kind of on both sides of that fence but is much stronger i think in uh voiceover on the mac than than, than either sean or i are so yes. um so i want to get to that conversation but first ios 16 has been finally released for uh apple iDevices and really the biggest accessibility uh feature if you want to call it that or or, or new tool to come to the iphones and and, and ipads for us is the addition of lots and lots of new voices for voiceover, specifically everyone's favorite that they hate, but they still love to use it, eloquence. So I want to get your guys' thoughts on this now that it's been out for a little bit. Uh, have you used any of the new voices? Uh, how are you liking any of the new voices of being on an iPhone rather than, than your home computer? What do you think? Robin. Hello. Um, well, I have looked at the new voices and... I mean, once you've got a voice, though, you kind of stick with it. Having said that, so no, Eloquence, no, sorry, but, Ava, all the way, but on the PC side, because regular listeners will know that I have a, a VM on my Mac, um, listening to Eloquence on my phone made me think, oh, let's just go all nostalgic and I'll quickly try Eloquence on JAWS, with JAWS. And I don't know if it's Windows slowing down over time, but it was so much more responsive. Obviously, you can crank up it, the speed a lot faster as well, and it remains intelligible, which is good. So it's naturally a much quicker pace, which adds to productivity. But it was so much more snappy. I couldn't believe it. So I'm actually having a bit of a crisis at the moment because I can do it. You know, it just feels a lot more snappy. I think it's to do with the massive vocalizer expressive you know voices that are kind of in memory all the time but mm. programs open quicker um it's more responsive when you're you know arrowing through the inbox and outlook everything's more snappy and i hadn't experienced that for years uh so i mean i don't know what to do i'm having a bit of a crisis guys what do you think do i go with performance mm. and efficiency and yes. put up with the robot from um the dark ages what do you think well see i'm having the same kind of crisis so before i give my full answer to that why don't we see what what sean thinks although i have a feeling i know what he thinks after he chastised me when i was beta testing this um sean what, what do you think what do i think i think the voice quality is everything I don't care about how responsive eloquence is if it's grating <laughs> my earballs off. It's awful. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I'm wheezing. Hang on. <coughs> if if it is that much of a difference, though, Robin, then Ooh. you know, seriously, for a minute, that is right. That does make an impact. So I just I've got don't know. Sixteen gigs of RAM here. You'd think a couple of hundred megs. Oh yeah, what difference? I I honestly don't know. It's a huge difference. Maybe oh, I'm just not as huge. speedy as you swift of finger but honestly i don't know it's that much of a difference swap swapping between the two um yeah <laughs> i don't know and this is on the pc i'm talking about here so yeah of course yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i don't have keyboard echo or word echo i have well you're mad typing so absolutely crazy why wouldn't think, you <laughs> so i think that would make it even don't more laugh robin marked. i'm serious why wouldn't you why would you because you know when you've typed the correct word then, when you hit space, oh yeah, I have typed the correct word there, that's correct, carry on. I think your fingers know when you've got it wrong. And then you get the little <sighs> funny squonk noise, don't you, in squonk. office anyway, so. Yeah, yep. all right, fair enough. Sorry, Tim. Yeah. Okay, well, so that being said then, <laughs> for 
the iPhone specifically, yes, because <laughs> um, we'll get into the PC here in a bit. Yeah, um, Robin, you but, totally derailed us there. Sorry, Tim. Well, that's Derail. okay. That's all right. Sorry. It's like Stevens here anyway. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like when, when I first started doing the public beta of iOS 16, and I, I flipped over to to Eloquence because I've used it on my PC forever and ever and ever, and at first I just I don't know. I don't know if it was just the idea of it being on my phone and it just sounded different or something just felt different about it. I, I'm not sure, but it was really hard for me to decide that I wanted to use it long term. Like I, I did. I finally did commit to it. I went back to a couple other voices and tried some other, you know, the new ones that they have um, in there. But Eloquence just wasn't feeling right on my phone. And so I've bounced back and forth. I've tried Nathan and I've tried, um, I don't know what the other guy's name was. Um, um, Jamie is where it's at. That's who Jamie? I'm using. Okay. Jamie. I'll, have to, I'll have to look into Jamie. Um, mm-hmm. But I, 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 on suggestion of, you know, from for suggestions from other people, I've tried some of the other voices, especially some of the newer ones. And because there's like 19 voices now or something like that, if you include the sing-songy ones that are ridiculous <laughs> that nobody's going to use. Um, but but yeah, like I've tried so many and I try to go back to eloquence and I hate to admit this, but here in the last few days, I've been back to Alex again. <gasps> yeah, oh. because <sighs> I just, I just don't, <laughs> right. I just, mm. I just don't know. Like eloquence is great for jaws or, or you know, and even NVDA on my PC, but something about it on the phone just seems and feels different. And maybe that's because I've been using Alex for years it's and... wrong tim simple as that it's against nature it's just wrong <laughs> i know what you mean it's weird and i can't put my finger on it either because i did try it for a bit when the first public beta like you when it came out i, I don't know what it is it just just doesn't feel right i couldn't it's a get a really personal thing yeah it is it really it's is true yeah 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 i mean on the pc you know you can have so many different color schemes and you can add accent highlights and all i mean you can probably do it on the mac as well i don't know but when i could see 30 years ago then you know i i I liked doing that i like personalizing it and i think it's the same for us with voices on these devices once you want you have something you like and for me it's ava or siri voice one uk um just so clear and still really responsive so um and i'm rocking a se 2020 and the responsiveness is great whichever voice i choose so i wouldn't need to go to eloquence for uh i mean maybe i should you know have it on there for a while for a couple of days and see if i can notice any difference but yeah i don't have to be as productive on my phone as i do for work on the pc well on the mac so i don't know yeah it's i don't know i was looking forward to trying it out but uh Mm. is it important though I mean, every time, right, we, we get so hung up on the voices. It's almost like the ringtones back in the day when we had all had Nokia whatevers, right? It's all about the first thing we go to, is there a new voice and, and try out the new voice. But at the end of the day, it doesn't make too much of a difference unless, you know, it truly does speed up the swipage and it feels more responsive. But it's just a case of, oh, now it feels shiny and new for at least a month or two. And then it's all oh, that old voice again. It's a really good point about languages because the one um, real power of um, uh, eloquence way back when it was first introduced was that a load of languages, a load of um, regions, lots of Eastern European countries, for example, had no synthesizers at all. And then eloquence came along and it supported almost all of them. So, you know, that's really, really important. So, and there's still today i mean there are extra countries included in ios 16 ones that you'd think would have been supported a million years ago but um i'd be really surprised if eloquence wasn't available across all regions now because it is you know exists in all of those uh, languages already so yeah i don't know mustn't forget that we've we're spoiled for choice really but a lot of countries aren't true yeah and i think it comes down to you know, with using eloquence, like you said, Sean, on my phone, am I needing to be that quick and productive on my phone compared to what I would be on my PC? You know, do I need something that's, you know, you know, apologetically super robotic just because I can understand it, you know, and utilize it, utilize it quicker, you know, at a faster rate of, of speech 
you know, does that really matter on my phone? And ultimately, I think I've decided that it doesn't because swiping through things and opening up things and, you know, even reading articles or, or whatever, I don't feel like it's that necessary as much as it is when I'm using, you know, big time keystrokes on, on my PC with, you know, JAWS or NVDA or whatever I'm using and I'm navigating quickly and needing to read quickly. You would think it'd be the same thing. And for some reason it feels like it's not because I'm reading my emails on my phone and, you know, checking out the internet and, and all that kind of thing, going through Facebook, whatever. So, I mean, it's most of the same things I would do on my PC, but at the same time, it just doesn't, I don't know, there's something about it that just feels different, like I don't need it. And almost like I want something that's more realistic and a little bit slower on my phone as an experience mm. as opposed to on my PC. Well, maybe it is to do with the keyboard um, interface, right? With the keyboard shortcuts, and we're expecting instant reaction to that. So Windows E, I want File Explorer to pop up, then I'm arrowing down through or even single letter to, you know, S for my Seagate external drive, hit enter. Um, we're always sort of going at a thousand miles per hour because we're using the keyboard and expecting that instant response. Maybe that's different when we're swiping through using a touch interface. I don't, yeah, I'm not sure. I was looking for the keyboard haptics. Now, I think it's been available in voiceover for a while, hasn't it? The ability to have something make a little, you know, thump under your finger thump. whenever you move over a new a little tap um over Has a it? new object on the screen I oh yeah so. yeah oh yeah it's constantly doing tap 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 when i'm moving around exploring on the screen i turn that off that um when not on an object yes because yeah i know i really don't like that and i don't like the ting 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 noise either so i always have to turn that off but um i was in the keyboard settings and it said enable full keyboard support or words to that effect. I thought, what? Have I seen that before? Have you guys seen that in iOS 16 on your phone? Um, I keyboard. saw it and I wasn't quite sure what it was supposed no. to do, to be very mm -hmm. honest. So yeah, I, I mean, thought I already had a full keyboard or if I Bluetooth one, I've already got a full keyboard. So I didn't, I didn't really understand what the difference was. Well, talk, it was talking about being able to tab through everything. Um, you know, it's an accessibility yeah, feature. So you would expect know. it already to have full keyboard support right well for us we can emulate a swipe can't we from the keyboard with the right and left but i yeah. think this is for other users of an of a bluetooth keyboard i think it said tab i'll have a look you carry on yes you look through that <laughs> I, I i did go and find the it took me ages to find it i think it was under sounds and haptics to turn on keyboard haptics because it, it's it says i think just Maybe it was under, it was definitely under sound and haptics, but maybe under keyboard. And there, there was two options in there, sound, which was ticked by default, and haptics, which was off by default. So I turned haptics on, expecting that every time I ran my finger over a key, I'd get a little tick or whatever, feel a little tick. But it didn't. It just did a tick every time I actually, you know, split tap or typed or activated the letter I was on. And it was so slight, I didn't even notice it. So... Yeah, it was a bit disappointing to me, but I don't know what I was expecting. Yeah, that was the same experience that I ended up having when I turned it on because I, I like you guys, was thinking, okay, this might be interesting if it's going to be like on a, on a on a press of a key or lift of a finger off, you know, off of a key, and it's going to give me a little bit of haptic feedback. Although, like Robin said, it almost has kind of been doing that for a while with voiceover anyway, not specifically to the key, but it, it we do get a bit of you know of a haptic feedback with uh, voiceover. Yeah, but yeah, when I turned that on, I had the same thing happen with me, Sean. It, it didn't perform like I expected it to from their description because, yes, in, in iOS 16, they, they do say that you can have that on where you get that haptic feedback almost, I'm not going to say like you would be touching a real keyboard, but it, it is supposed to be if you press a key, you know, you feel a bit of a, a haptic, you know, pushback and feedback from, from that key. So maybe it's more to do with just people that aren't using voiceover uh, to where they're actually getting more haptic feedback than they used yeah. to. Whereas we're kind of already getting a pass through of, of haptic feedback through voiceover. And so maybe yeah. it, it's not changing it as much for us, I don't think. Yeah, what I think you're probably right. What keyboard technique do you use? I roam around until I hear the letter and then I lift my finger up, whatever that's called, direct touch. Touch type. Maybe? Yeah, touch, it's touch type. Yeah, that's what I use. I, I run my finger around until I find it and then lift in it. And it does. I mean, I can still do a split tap. So once I find the letter, I can put down a second finger and, and tap it. It'll let you do that when you've done that. But um, mm. 
but no, yeah, I, I do the same thing, just the lift to to let it let it type. I've gone back to split tap. I don't know why. I just find it so easy. Just slide around and then just tap with the other finger without lifting any my first finger off. Is that um, not touch typing then? Is that what's that one called? That's but well, I mean it doesn't really matter what which mode you're in. You can I think you can split type in anything apart from yeah. Direct I think time. you can split type mm. anywhere, but it's just mm. a matter of instead of lifting to to do it. He just has to make sure to to just put his other finger down no matter what he's using, which I mean, it, it actually in a way could solve some of the problems that I have because I'm constantly going to lift my finger and then I must slip just a tiny bit <laughs> yeah. and it'll lift on the next key above it or, or next to it, you know, as I'm moving to the next letter that I want to type. So I'm constantly having to delete back one because not I should say constantly, but a lot, yeah. way more than I want to. I'm having to delete mm -hmm. the previous letter because I uh, I go to lift my finger and you know if I'm trying to do like a D and I lift on the E instead by accident. And it just that's frustrating. So the split type would actually probably fix that. But it, it's You're welcome. Th thank you, Sean. Thank you <laughs> yeah. so much. I just dictate I mean I do type obviously from time to time, but I dictate a lot and there's yes, rarely a, a mistake. He said, blah, blah, there's rarely a mistake <laughs> when I dictate. It's really good. I wish they would put the number row above the QWERTY row on the, on the on screen keyboard. iPad OS, they do. Do they? Oh, well, yeah. I wish they'd do it on. I mean, come on now, please. It's about time. It would make it a little bit faster to be able to just, you know, pop right up there and just hit your numbers as you need them. Um, Instead of like all the other junk, that's the one thing I don't like with iOS 16 is that it's more an iMessage than anything. It's not really anywhere else, but they've, they've kind of moved where like you have to initially open the box to start typing and to do voice messages. You have to actually go into the audio menu and then find voice message where it used to just be at the bottom and you could just do it or, you know, at the end of the, of the, of the text box. So mm -hmm. I, I get they're trying to compartmentalize things and organize things, but for voiceover users, it, it almost just makes it like, okay, it's buried and I have to go find it now, which I mean, I, I, I get it, but it's just, I'd like do to be you? able to just put my finger. I, I do get it. Yes. Do you get it, Tim? I don't do like you get it. it. I, I get it, but I don't, you don't like, like it. it. Correct. Yep. Yes. Well, funnily enough, we, we just found that out today. Me and, me and Robin, uh, we were going, well, I was going in iMessage and, you know, got to the message text field, swipe to the right, dictate, dictate, what's the dictate button doing there? That's weird. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, then I had to swipe through like another three swipes to the right and it says audio. And then there's just a big record button on the bottom half of the screen. And you can double tap and hold uh, and record and let go and the message is automatically sent. Or you can just do a double tap on it and it locks on record. And then you need to go up, back up to the message once you're done and uh, click on send. But Robin does it the, uh, the cheating way, the lazy way. Yeah, just to pick up the phone, put it to your ear, it'll go ting, and you can start recording and then take it down again, and it finishes recording, and then you can find the send button and send it that way. What? But yeah, that audio button, it's weird. <laughs> it is weird. It's like third in line, along with a whole bunch of other stuff that if you've ever tapped on the apps button... Um, I don't know what to... any of that does. Yeah, Still, I, I have no interest in it. I don't know what it does. And it says Dropbox in there. There's all sorts yeah. in there. So I was trying to find the this you know way of doing a voice message, and so I went to the bottom of the screen, and yeah, started flicking back, and it was all of that stuff. So I thought, okay, I've ac accidentally got the apps thing open. So I went and found the apps button, tapped on it, they all went, but then so did the audio button as well. So uh, that's when I tried the good old tried and tested, raise it to your ear. So that's what I'm going to be doing from now on. I'm not raising my phone to my ear. What do you think I am? Okay, it's man. far too energetic. <laughs> that's, that sounds so, too much then. like um, um, workout exercise. Or yeah, yeah, that's exercise. Yeah, forget that. Yeah. Update. So under accessibility, then under hardware keyboards, there is um, allow full keyboard support. I think that's what it was called. I looked it up ages ago when we were talking earlier. Um, and my brain is very squidgy and old. But anyway, so in there you can do things like tab and shift tab between elements. So this is regardless of whether voiceover is running, for example. Um, and normally that wouldn't be available for a Bluetooth hardware keyboard. Oh, Spacebar to select things, FN, H to go to the home screen, stuff like that. So there's a bunch of stuff in there that instead of using VO, because that doesn't mean anything to anyone apart from voiceover users, 
it's the FN key. So yeah, so it's kind of yeah, but like you said, we've got access to that as voiceover users anyway. We can go up to the status bar. What's that? VOM or something? Wouldn't you prefer to hit tab though? VOH. Yeah, I actually, I think I would. Yeah. Sounds cool. I'm going to check that out. Now, I need a Bluetooth keyboard. Now, of course, I should go to Stephen, but every recommendation he gives me will be like a thousand pounds. So I was looking through Amazon last night because I I do want a a keyboard to use with my iPhone. Um, I'm really struggling to find one. Anyone got a cheap one they can recommend? Cheap as in. I thought you had a K380. Yeah. I have, yes, that's that's here, but I want something that I can, you know, chuck in a bag and take with me somewhere and It's tiny. No, it's not tiny. The K three A is a full size keyboard. Nah. That must be a seven sixty or something. Uh no, it's a seven eighty I've got. Okay. Robin, I know my keyboard. <laughs> it's a seven eighty. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well I've got a three eighty, which is a baby one. Oh well that's, that's terrible. Very good. Forget it. Okay. Okay. See you, you're you need get... a number pad? For me, you're going to get an old answer oh. that I love still to this day, and it's the 760. Uh, no, the keys to go, the Logitech keys to go. Keys to go. That, that's another one that costs a fortune. What's the no, matter with you lot? It, I don't think it was more than 50 bucks when I bought it years ago. How much? Like 50 or 60 dollars. What are you Maybe? talking about? I'm talking about a tenner. A tenner. Well, 50 or 60. What are you, you're not going to get a small, compact, good keyboard for. Why not? For why less, not? All keyboards are all the same, pretty much. I, you know what? I really, I like the Logitech keyboard, but I don't want to go to Logitech anymore. The fact that their software has been inaccessible for that long, including their webcam software, by the way. Come on, Logitech, sort yourselves out. Well, I can't it's argue annoying. with it there. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. The, their software is definitely not accessible. But the Logitech keys to go because it's got that that finish on on it, where like if you spill, it's kind of spill proof. You just wipe it right off and you stop can, knocking things over you, Tim constantly you guys know me I'm on like my third keyboard for my PC in in like five years so yeah no I yeah um we don't need to go there but because my wife does not like that very much um it's like every time it turns around a new keyboard really you fried it again um but no that's but like why you the, need a cheap one but that keys to go one though like it, it's so thin and it's so light I can throw it in a bag take it with me anywhere it works so nicely um so no it's it's always my go-to portable keyboard it's so old you probably can get it even cheaper than that now you know what i'll check it out i'm what am i thinking of then i'm thinking of the logitech keys i thought that was keys to go oh no the keys that one that uh steven always recommends what is that called robin because i think you've got one too that is the keys mx MX keys keys. yeah there you go it's the mx keys that's a full-size keyboard that can be used on multiple devices so you have a little toggle button uh, or three buttons actually where you can say you know use it with this device this device or they all have now surely and i'm sure they probably all have that now two and three yeah. But yeah, like I, I got that on his recommendation because I got a renewed one, a uh, refurbished one from Amazon, but it was still like a hundred dollars. So that's know. madness. We're keyboards, crazy talk. Yeah. Well, Do you know like, what my favorite thing? Yeah. About iOS sixteen is and changing, what? changing topic. Um, the new Siri sound, lovely. Really, oh, the, the new softer okay. bonk. Mm. And, mm. And Sounds and like you're stuff. in an airplane. Yeah, 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 it's nice. It and you can get it on <laughs> the watch because that updated, but not on the AirPods. Are they going to update the firmware? Because it's the old school. Is it? Yeah, feels. Do you old know what? I haven't now. noticed. The firmware I did notice. Updating. Sorry, uh, on my I've got AirPods Pro One here, mm-hmm. and I opened them up the other day, and it said personalized spatial audio. Mm-hmm. Now they mentioned that when they yeah, were demoing. The uh, AirPod Pro 2s, right? So I mm-hmm. thought it was specifically for them, but no, apparently not. So I went through, I had to take pictures of my ears. It was all a little bit, you know, hello. Does that work if you were a boxer and you had big cauliflower ears? Well, I you? couldn't get it to work. I only got halfway through, but then I've got terrible arthritis in my neck and it take, I could only move my neck a little bit. <laughs> so you got, I mean, it's all accessible, right? It says, you know, Make sure your face is in thing, and then it just carries on once your face is in frame. Uh, turn your head to the right. You turn your head to the right, and you go, boop, and then you turn your head to the left and all that jazz. So I got halfway through, and then it just wouldn't recognize my ear at all, so I gave up. But I thought, well, that's quite interesting, because I thought that was specifically to do and part of the feature set of the AirPod Pros too, but apparently not. 
Yeah, it can do it for my three. I haven't done it. I just said not not now, thanks. So, yep, AirPods yeah. 3. I don't know if it makes a difference. Also, the Sony Link Buds that I've got, they've got that feature as well. And it was pretty much the same thing. Um, yeah, I and those new uh, Jabra cans that I got, I don't remember what the model number is, but the ones I got you know here a couple months ago on Amazon Prime Day, they had a, a similar thing, although it's not really taking pictures of your ears for spatial audio, but it was more of a um, programming the headphones for your hearing ability. This is actually be really good for you, Robin, with some of your you know hearing difficulties because it was doing the whole beep test to see what tones I could recognize yeah. and what I couldn't, and then measuring that for my you know my ears, and then making sure to appropriate that for any sound or any music or anything that I played going forward. So the app was very, very accessible from Jabra and it, and it went through that whole process for me. Um, so like I said, not specifically to spatial audio, but just the idea of testing my ears to, to reinforce, you know, what the sound's going to be, which I like that. I like that a lot. I'm actually looking at the um, AirPod Pro 2s because I mean, oh. they just sound so much better. Oh. I, I, I like having the tips that'll help them stay in my ears better. And the fact that the the case has got a um, a speaker on it, so if I lose my case, not just the AirPods, but I can that is cool. I can beep the case. I'm like, oh my gosh, that sounds so good. So <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to maybe getting those maybe for Christmas. Oh, um, uh, maybe Santa if you're a good boy. Yes, I'm a very good boy because my wife is actually going to buy herself a pair because she was having trouble with her AirPods, but then she took an uh, an air can to them and and cleaned them out and re redid them and. They actually work great now for her. So she's not buying herself a pair. So I said, well, that's great. Then you can buy me a pair. She's like, no. Like, she will do. Yeah, ah. that's what I'm hoping. See, I'm hoping no, that's no, that, those, that Jabra ear test, hearing test, actually makes more sense. I can totally understand that. Yep. I'm sorry. I don't really believe that taking a picture of my ear hole is doing anything. I know. Look, I, I love technology. They're not into gimmicks, though, are they? Yeah, but what, what can it possibly do, taking a picture of your ear? Mm. Do clever algorithms to yeah. say no, I'm not if it is this shape, no. this is what it will sound like when it goes into your lug No, holes. Robin, no, stop it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you know? Right, well, yeah, go ahead, Robin. Well, I was just going to say the spatial sound. Um, I can't remember which show it was that was having a conversation about not getting it. And I think, you know, the, the spatial sound where it sounds like it's coming out of the device that you're looking at using the compass on the, or maybe it's the U1 chip, I don't know on supported devices but um certainly for people who aren't using the screen at all that's a non-starter you have to turn that off otherwise whenever you put your phone to one side it follows it around it's pointless it what possible use could that be five seconds and then it slowly pans it back to the middle again yep, terrible <laughs> the only yeah. thing i can possibly see that being you know useful for is if you're watching something on apple tv and if you had actual vision oh, yeah. to care. So for me, whether I'm looking Why? at- Explain. Well, if I'm looking at the TV for me visually, I don't see anything. So I don't really care where I'm looking. I just want to hear the sound as I'm supposed to hear it left and right, you know, surround sound, whatever, spatial audio even. But if I had vision, if I was looking at the TV and I'm getting, um, you know, the spatial audio or whatever, you know, that's, that's fine. But if I turn away, it, it it could mimic like if you were turning your head and the sound was coming out of the TV, you know yeah. what I mean? So it would be on your left if you turn your head to yeah, the right. Yeah, but why? They'd just take the AirPods off and just watch TV normally. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying that's the only way that I could see it being possibly useful. I didn't say that it definitely I, yeah, but how was. how is that but... useful? Tim, how... Is that useful? Well, I, not for us, but no. for sighted people, it's totally useful because you want no, the no. sound to come if you've got headphones in. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not for us. No, no, wait, 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 still. If you're sighted, you're watching TV. Oh, this is great. Got me earpods in. It sounds lovely. Then you turn just to, hello, missus, how are you doing? And then the sound's just coming out of your right ear because you're well, looking you're at... still... Yeah, maybe it's a bit disconcerting because if it was no, out... it's pointless. Of... Okay, fine. <laughs> Sorry. Carry <laughs> on. Yeah, I now, I, new I... in iOS 16 is the AirPods oh. share thing, isn't it? AirPods Share is new in iOS 16? Is it not? Where do? you can have two do? AirPods listening to the same thing on the same oh, device? Oh, yeah, that's oh, right. I thought you could do that before. Okay, is that oh. new? Sweet. Uh, yeah, I don't pass. know if that's you. There's those crickets again. Yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> if, it is, <laughs> it uh, if it is new, then that's fantastic. Because, yeah, I mean, my, my wife paired 
my AirPods to her phone last night when we were trying to see if I could get my right AirPod to work, and it's it's hopeless. It's not going to work. Um, but um, oh. yeah, it's it's been damaged. I think beyond repair. It's trying to charge, but it won't charge and it won't connect to my phone. The left one's fine. The right one, not so much. Um, but she what was able to. When the battery dies. Sorry, sorry. What, what now? happens when the battery dies on these? On what? Do they replace them? Sixty-eight quid per. What to replace the batteries? Yeah. Well, no, they replace the whole new, thing. I've yeah. actually done that once. I, I've had to buy a whole new one for seventy dollars. So yeah, it's uh, what? Yeah. How long do they last? The batteries? Oh, I don't know because I washed mine through the washer, so I I, I don't know how long. Yeah, the but what I'm last. saying is, sorry, Tim. <laughs> bookmark where, the story you were going with there, right? Because <laughs> I, I just want to say, <laughs> like, if the the battery just stops charging, then surely that should just be replaced by them for nothing. There's only a year warranty, isn't there? Yeah, but isn't that terrible that these things are, you know, you can't replace a battery yourself? I mean, talking about the right to repair, I mean, it just seems Ooh. such a such yeah. a waste to me. That How many people are going to actually, you know what, I'm just going to throw these out? I mean, it just seems so wrong. Well, if you send them back, which you have to, to get the next one, you know, the replacement for 68 quid, they will recycle them and take out all the rare earth metals and stuff like that. But no. Yeah, yeah, but Who's going to pay 68 quid if someone got, like, I I was gifted these. I know I could never, I would never buy them. I I couldn't uh, justify the expense. But given in English. Thank you. Yes, I was given these. I was gifted. They have. Right, stop it. Um, (laughs) What was I saying? Oh, yeah. See, when these die, even 68 quid, I'm going to go, ooh, I don't know. That's a lot of money to spend. Hey, you know me, 10 pounds. That's that's the price I pay for any gadget. I just think, as as part of the, you know, the lifespan of these, they should they should do the battery. They should replace the battery. And sorry, sixty eight pound to replace the whole thing, even though it's cheaper than it is. I, I don't think that's right. Sorry, carry on, Tim. No, I can't disagree with you at all. When I replaced my first one after having you know washed it, and the microphone didn't work anymore, and I mean the the earpiece you know it still worked ish but the microphone wouldn't work and it was just really weird and kind of wonky getting it connected and so yeah my wife had purchased it for me for christmas and we just went and ordered me uh, another you know replacement uh you know for that one airpod whichever side i think it was the right side um but either way and it was seventy dollars and i hated it because she, yes she got them on a really great deal at christmas for me but spending $70 to replace it. It's like almost half the cost because these were the AirPods 2 that she got yeah. me on a special deal, you know, before Christmas. So, you know, they were probably well, not much more than $120 yeah, or so yeah, to begin well, with. Yeah, yeah, well, to be fair, Tim, you you killed yours. I mean, you damaged well, them No, no, that's my yourself. point. But my, my point is, though, is that even destroying it myself or if the battery dies or if they just fail to work, any of those scenarios... $70 to replace one side is quite a bit because, I mean, it's partially because she got it on sale. But, like, if I bought two of those, well, that's more than she spent for them to begin with. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I yeah, I'm so with I mean, you. But that's, yeah. there just seems to be a built-in obsolescence with the battery life because it's of the size of the battery. Technology. It's the huh? number of cycles. There's no way you can get around the number of cycles. That yeah, I know, but at least cycles, yeah. make it mm. replaceable is what I'm saying. Would I, you want an AirPod that could come apart into two halves, though? Yes. Okay. Yes, I would. No. Yeah. If it meant that they could last me for five years rather than two, no, but I think see, I would. But we're all geeks here. We want it to die within a couple of years so that we can buy the new nice thing. <laughs> and that's what Apple wants us to do. So they're not going to yes. design it in a way that they can just easily replace the battery. Although it's shocking they do that with the phones and you know the iPads and things. But but still, for these, they're so small and... Yeah, they want us to spend you know two hundred and fifty dollars you know every couple of years or whatever, um, you know to get new ones. So nah, I don't think they're going to do that. But but no, I mean it, it, it's a good point though that it's just it's frustrating, especially for me when now I've got two that don't work. Um, you got two left ones. Yeah, so I've got well I've got one left one that works and that's it. So yeah, it, it's 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 very frustrating. So I'm just using the one left side, and when Oof. it dies, I charge it back up again and put mm. it back in um that's why i've got like 10 other oh. sets of go headphones. on ebay and see if someone's selling a right one 
I was just going to say I that. I thought about that, but I'm like, oh, it's, I don't hear of how much Someone else's earwax. Yeah, yeah, I'll leave I it. Mind. I got enough on my own. I don't need theirs. Thanks. That's <laughs> disgusting. No, no, thank you. I got to say, I used noise cancellation for the first time when the... Uh, you may have noticed that we were all in uh, Glasgow last weekend. <laughs> no one was available. And I used them on the train. And I used noise cancellation. It blew me away. That's the first time I've really used it. And it worked so well. And the only reason I'm even thinking about, oh, the AirPods 2, uh, the AirPod Pro 2 would be mm -hmm. nice. It's because it says it, it, it doubles the effectiveness of that noise cancellation. And, yeah. uh, I, that I think, and transparency mode, which is fantastic yeah. for people like us that are trying to navigate the cane or a dog and we're trying to hear say maybe the instructions from a gps app or or something else or on the phone with somebody trying to get some help uh, or whatever the reason and you're walking along and, and you're trying to hear your surroundings and that transparency mode on other headphones that i've had works so nicely and and i know with the airpods it works well too but yeah the same <laughs> thing with the airpod pro 2 where it's you know, I, I don't remember what the number was. I know, yeah, like you said, it's double for noise cancellation, probably about the same for transparency. But to be able to hear your environment as you're out and about, it, it, you know, to have that choice is so good. And I've turned that right yeah. up. Yeah. If you go in hearing accommodations and turn the amplification on transparency mode right up. Yeah. So, wow, I'm a superhero. I can hear, I can hear everything. <laughs> oh, did you hear that? What in the world was that? What was it? Printer. Who's printer? What are you printing? Sorry, have you no, got a dot just matrix? Did something. Just did just did something. <laughs> okay. His, Very... his, yeah. Wow. Weird. Anyway, um, so Sean, you said when we were getting started, because I don't know that we're gonna have time to talk the uh the screen reader uh comparison conversations. So maybe we'll leave that for, for next time. But you were you were saying that you kinda like the um the the ability to see your watch on your phone and then I had mentioned about kind of the remote desktop kind of version uh, of things on, on iPhone. So w what makes you so excited about seeing your Apple Watch on a phone? Absolutely nothing. I just think it's a cool feature that they've oh, added. Oh, I see. Okay. No, no, no. I, 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 was, I was saying that I haven't really gone through all the accessibility features. When uh, Global Accessibility Awareness Day happened and Apple came out and said, hey, we've got these features which are coming. And we all went, oh, this is really cool. I actually haven't gone back. I haven't gone through iOS 16 uh, to, to check that. I'm still looking through the new voices and checking what I can do with the lock screen. I haven't actually gone back to see what's new, but I do remember the uh, iPhone mirroring option. And I remember at the time thinking, I, I don't quite understand uh, who could use that. But um, since then, you know, it, it does kind of make sense for certain disabilities where actually you don't necessarily... Uh, they can't actually use the phone. Maybe there's motor issues, you know, uh, or something. Uh, and you could, con but you do use your iPhone as the main interface. You can still use use your iPhone for all the sensors that's built into it. But you could access and control it using the Apple Watch mirroring to your iPhone, you know, and using a yeah. keyboard or a, a switch device to control that. So from that point of view, it's just it's one of those things where I'm always, you know, I'm in my little blind bubble. And I'm always thinking, oh, what could that do for me? What can that do for me? But every now and again, you see these accessibility features come in for other disabilities, maybe, not necessarily for blindness. And you think, you know what? Actually, I wouldn't even thought of that. And it's really cool that someone else did. And it's something like Apple Watch mirroring is, is one of those. Absolutely. And another one that's been an absolute game changer in iOS 16 for people with motor difficulties is being able to pick up and also hang up a call with Siri. So you could do that with HEY Siri on your AirPods, for example. Before you could answer a call, but you couldn't pick, you couldn't hang up on it. Which, if you ever needed to interact with someone's voicemail or a phone tree, you can't hang up. And that was an absolute showstopper for a lot of people. So that's a, a really big development in iOS 16. And you know what's good for those guys uh, can just be convenient for us if you know about it uh, and you're doing the washing up or something then you can do it that way as well now. So yeah, really, really good. I uh, applaud them. And I don't directly know what I'm going to do with the mirroring thing, but I'm going to try it as well because it's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's like the, the what was it called? Gesture assist or hand? Yeah. Hand gestures on the Apple Watch, you like know, where you can double pinch and, and pinch and yeah. make a fist. Yeah. Really cool features. And uh, like they are just a bit of a gimmick, like, oh, I can do this. 
uh, while I'm holding my cane and I don't have to, you know, use two hands to activate my Apple Watch to answer a call or whatever it may be. Uh, that's like, it's, it's a nicety. It's a cool little thing for us. But for other people, you know, it's a necessity. And again, it's really cool. But I'm interested in what you said because I never heard of this. What's this remote assistance thing? Well, it's actually not what it's called. I'd have to look at my phone to find out what it is, but it's basically where you can, and I keep saying remote assist because that's basically what you do with, with JAWS or other screen readers where you can basically, uh, or not even not even with JAWS actually, just remote desktop with uh, like a Windows or, or Mac, you know, uh, OS. As long as it's the pro one, Windows Pro. Right, well, yes, exactly, right. So you can actually just get into someone else's device to help them out um, and, and be able to access their iPhone. So for me, I look at this going, well, this is great for all those times I get calls from you know my parents or my brother or whoever that might need some assistance with their phone because something's not working right and, and they just can't figure it out. And of course, you know, I'm the one in my family that gets that call. I know you guys are too. Um, and uh, so be able to be able to connect to their phone and use my phone, you know, especially because if I'm not there, because I believe it does work over the internet or, or, or you know, what have you. Um, I think, like I said, I haven't totally used it yet. So this is something I'm that totally I totally missed this. This sounds amazing. I was using Apple support the other day and someone connected, you know, the Apple genius connected to my phone. I thought, wow, this is so cool. I wish I could do this. This is, sounds like that. That That is what they basically did. Right. Yeah. So, you know, and connect to someone else's device so that you can, because um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know if it, I, I shouldn't say on what it uses because I haven't been able to test it yet. Um, so, so I'll try to test it and we can talk about it next time maybe. But, um, but yeah, it is basically that where you can access you know, somebody else's device to help them out and and to be able to to navigate and, and use things and see what's is going on. Is that part on. of FaceTime? The FaceTime sharing? What's they it's call it? It's not technically. It's actually under accessibility. When you go to turn it on, you have to go to accessibility, and I think it's all the way at the bottom. Maybe I'm looking um, for it. What's it called? You can't remember. Hang on. I don't remember. So you Robin, you've got your phone now. Have a look. Okay, okay. Bye. Bye. But, um, but no, yeah. So for me, that's something that's really useful. Like the, the watch mirroring, I, I get it. Like like Robin was saying, uh, and even you said, you know, Sean, about the niceties of being able to do the pinch uh, and all the different gestures that make you feel like you're using the force from Star Wars, you know, when you're using your your, your <laughs> yes. Apple Watch, you know, be like, oh my gosh, I can just you do this gesture with my hand or, you know, close my fist or whatever. And it launches an app or it tells me the time because I had, I think I had it set up for that where like you do a double clinch of your fist and it'll tell you the time or, or something, you know, along those lines. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's fantastic. I mean, it is kind of a gimmick and it is kind of a, 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 a niche thing, but for people that do need that, you know, that maybe only have uh, ability with one hand or, you know, Parkinson's or, you know, maybe they, they have one hand that works and one hand that doesn't maybe work as well, or, you know, whatever it might be, um, you know, different, uh, you know, motor skill issues or whatever. It, it is a fantastic thing. Or like you said, if you've got one hand on a dog harness or a cane and the other hand, you know, yeah, you know, you need to be able to do that. So something like watch mirroring for me it's it's the same idea like you said of okay it, it, i can see where it could be beneficial to some people that might need that to come up on their phone so they can access certain things on a bigger you know screen or to be able to do certain things other than just checking the time they want to do other things that maybe they don't feel like they can do as well in the watch app or, or whatever but yeah. to actually be able to access somebody else's device to help them out or to have them help you out you know if voiceover is not working for some reason and you know you can have somebody who's remote you know not actually right there with you where they can look at your phone and they can get into your phone and take a look and see what's going on you know that to me is something that should have been there years ago and so i was very excited to see that and like i said i think it was interesting that they put it as an accessibility feature um which i mean in a way it does kind of make sense you know just to have it under accessibility but but it, to me i i think it's a really big thing that i'm going to use a lot like the share play i've used that here and there you know playing the song you know with somebody like my brother and i might share a song yeah. or a movie or you know something like that but um so i mean you know that that's useful for people that want to do that especially the kids you know the kids today they want to share their music and the youth you know, the youth, they, they listen to it at the same time and you're like, oh, hey, did you hear the song? No, I didn't. Oh, hey, let me play it. And they can play it and be on FaceTime at the same time together. And that's a cool feature. And I think that's definitely got a purpose. But to be able to access, you know, the device, I, I think is, is huge. Um, so the only thing I could find was control nearby devices and they have to be on the same iCloud account. And you can play and pause media. You can touch tap buttons and you control Siri. So... Oh. Me, isn't it? No, 
That's terrible. Tim, yeah, that's stop what it. it is. Hey, I said I hadn't tried it yet. But oh, boo. You, boo, you Tim. Can navigate. You can touch buttons, you said, so you can still navigate on the phone. What buttons can you touch, Robin? Um, only ones that are happy. Okay. What? That's strange. You know what? <laughs> All right. That's, that's something we're going to have to look into because yeah, that, that's a that could review. be really cool. I hope it's not as limited as, mm. you know, negative Robin makes it sound, but uh, mm. that, that, that could Don't be pretty cool. messenger. I was looking for the live captioning option. I couldn't find it anywhere in uh, the That's accessibility options. because they had removed it from beta, and it's now in the 16.1 ah. beta. Uh, so they have put it back in. I saw an update on that the other day where they have put it back in to 16, but it's still just beta. So, yeah, the live, you know, all that live stuff um, has been removed, so it'll come out later. I think even that pass key uh ability where it was going to have uh, yes you know, they're going to replace passwords basically which i'm i'm looking forward to that probably most of of anything and it's not there yet it'll come out probably here in, in a couple more months uh, uh, potentially so yeah those things are still still under testing i'm a little bit concerned about keychains kind of reliability though i know maybe Why? pass key is in there or, or kind of uses that same back end i don't know because recently we have created a couple of accounts and chosen the option which is you know um, create a secure password for me and next time we've gone to log in that didn't come up as a keychain autocomplete thing and it wasn't in keychain anywhere so <gasps> we had to wow. do a reset like a I forgot my password type thing so because you had yeah because we never knew it in the first place the only thing I can think of with that one is that sometimes when I do a keychain the thing it'll name it isn't necessarily what I think it should be. So if it's if it's a uh -huh. particular website or maybe even an app, it'll it'll name it like not necessarily with the name of the app that you think it should be, and it'll name it something else or to be the .com of that actual app or that service. And so you have to kind of go find it. Other than that, then yeah, I don't know what that would be and what 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 happened there. Yeah, and you'd think it would come up in the suggestions when you try to log in you would think so, but i've been finding yeah. that a lot of suggestions aren't coming up for me lately and i've had to go in and just get them and find them mm -hmm. so i don't mm -hmm. know if that's just a bug that it's not identifying them or or what that is but yeah i'm, I'm finding that suggestions aren't there even though they they do show up in my password list they're there they're just not being suggested but um hmm. i've got a suggestion for you tim but we'll I'm leave sure it there uh, <laughs> wow <laughs> so, thanks sorry, so before, before we wrap up though yes sir iOS 16 in general, are you glad you updated? Have you got any, you know, would you say it's fine to update? I know we never usually say that, always give it two weeks to a month and see what people say, but we've all done it here. And mm -hmm. I haven't found any real issues where I thought, oh, no, I wish I didn't do it. There's nothing so far that's stopping me from wanting to have it or, or, or utilizing it. I actually had this conversation with a friend of mine the other night who was like, all right, it's, it's been out for a bit. You've had it through the beta, you know, you've got the final version. What, you know, what, if any reason do I need to get this? And, and I told him basically the same thing we've talked about here. You know, if you want the voices, um, you know, that it offers and, you know, and some of those other things or bug fixes, you know, go ahead and do it. If you're happy with 15, fine. But he was naming off some bugs that he had had with, you know, some, uh, you know, entry like in boxes and, you know, typing out things. And he was having to, to like, he would type the end of the word. And when you go to space, it would add an extra letter or something. And I'm like, yeah, that's a weird bug. I never had that. Um, so, so if you're experiencing any kind of older bugs, I, I think that it fixes pretty much any of those, any of the new ones. I, I've seen some people complain about a couple things here and there, but they must be, you know, just very rare or specific because I'm not having any trouble. I've actually told my friend and a couple other people, go ahead and do it. Like I, my wife usually waits a couple weeks or more. And I, I said, no, I, I think that you'd be fine. And she updated and she said that it's been working great for her and she's had no trouble. So like you said, John, I almost hate to, to recommend it this early, but no, I think that it's fine. I think it's good to go ahead and upgrade right now. And they are. That's the guarantee from Tim Schwartz. Uh, go ahead and update. Yes, if it breaks, it's not my fault, or it is my fault. I don't know. For me, it definitely feels like the, the new shiny. There's enough new about it that makes me really glad that I've updated it. I like the new dictate start and stop sounds as well. Everything feels a bit different and kind of cool. The only bugs that I'm, or bug that I'm experiencing, experiencing is on the home screen when you get these notifications coming up, and you put the focus on it and you swipe down to 
clear and you tap on that double tap it's still there and you find it again and because the focus has gone elsewhere and you swipe down and this time it says dismiss weird so you're having to do something twice on every notification if you want to get it out of the off the home right screen, i haven't noticed that yeah. or when you put your finger on it to to put it in focus just do a three finger swipe up and, it, and it'll make it go away oh so there Ooh, you go nice hot tip yeah, um, cool. But no, yeah, like overall, I, I think it's fine. I, that once in a while, I'll have a particular app when it comes up with a notification, it'll read like half the notification. And I don't know if that's something that I did in settings somewhere or or if that's just with those particular apps, because it's not every app. Um, so I think that's app specific, not I, you know iOS specific. But I mean, other yeah. than that, I, I really don't have any major issues. The only thing that really bugs me, and it's more probably of a me thing because of my use of my phone, is this this feature for um, privacy and security of copying and pasting because there was an issue a while back where Apple detected that some apps were trying to monitor what you were copying and pasting. Uh, and so that could be a problem because if you're copying and pasting, say a password um, from you know one place to another or something like that, then for them to be able to see what you're, what you're copying and pasting without it being secured, um, that could be an issue. And so Apple has added this feature where you have to approve the first time now, if you paste the same thing over and over again, uh, you know, so you paste it once you hit the approve, you know, this paste button, uh, and then you paste the same thing again, which believe it or not, there is a, a use case for that. Um, but, um, um, it, it won't ask you, won't. <laughs> um, um, uh, the, the lady a app and playing the, um, the, uh, the, the skill night manager where oh. you want to paste the same, um, directive over and over again in that game. But that's a whole nother conversation. Oh. Um, but, um, but no, like Cheating. It, when you no, just quicker cheating, no clever. Anyway, so when, when you paste it the first time, it'll pop up and say, you know, it's trying to paste this, you know, do you want to allow this or not? And so if you're doing a lot of copying and pasting, which with you know voiceover, I, I seem to do a lot just because it's easier to copy something and paste. That can be frustrating, but that's a feature, not a bug right now, and you can't turn it off. Mm, um, yeah. So, I mean, other than that, there's nothing that frustrates me. There's nothing that's like, oh my gosh, this is bad. Um, so no, I, I think that, that it's okay. It's okay. I agree. But it's then there, there, there is a huge caveat to that, and that is none of us are Braille display users. And uh, there does seem to be some issues. I'm not sure how showstoppery they are, but as ever, AppleViz.com's got a great uh, list of all the bugs and explanations. So obviously I would check there before actually updating. Yeah, always check out AppleViz.com because they're, they're usually right there on the ball with, uh, with what's going on, with all their user feedback and, and their team testing everything. So yeah, that's a, that's a great place to go to uh to double check you know if there's anything that's that's going to be a, a showstopper you know for somebody you know personally um yep. because just because we're not finding things that are, are big stoppers for us doesn't mean that there might not be something for somebody else so yeah just uh you know uh, proceed with caution but oh. um but no yeah i think that's a, a good place to leave it uh today like you said sean i know you've got to be off to um to go and, and do some things and fix a television yes Oh, good luck with that. Yeah, have fun. Uh -huh. But um, but we will get to so many more uh, different topics in the future. Uh, maybe we'll have our uh, screen reader comparison conversation. I want to try to do a guide dog uh, discussion here soon because here in the States, it is National Guide Dog Month. So um, maybe we or other people, maybe we can have some other guests on or somebody. The, Robin's the, a guide dog user. He's a guide dog user. <laughs> so Robin, Robin, do you like guide dogs or not? Love oh, them. you hate them. Okay, well done. That's Robin Christofferson's <laughs> view on guide dogs. Well done. Um, so hopefully we'll, we'll be able to have that conversation soon. And, and if and when we can ever pry Stephen Scott away from all of his uh, busy work at AMI, maybe we can have him on and we can have a bit of a conversation around uh, politically or not correct um, language uh, when it comes to blindness and uh, other terms. I may have to miss things. that one. Yes. It oh, yeah. No, he, he can't <laughs> wait can... to have that conversation. He, he's yeah, had Stephen some, and Sally on. Yeah, he's had some uh, Twitter uh, uh, pushback on that, which is what made me think to talk to him about it. So, because um, oh. I know he has a very specific uh, mindset on that. But no, I want you guys here too, because 
I'll need help pushing back on this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, so many, so many things that we're going to be talking about going forward. Um, most likely still on the weekend edition, a bi-weekly conversation just because of the schedules for everybody and trying to get everybody together. But that's okay because in the, uh, in between weeks on the, on the off weeks, there will be other uh, content coming out to everybody. As you might've heard this last week, had an interview with a uh, blind producer, musician, uh, ambassador of music, uh, uh, Joey Stuck. Uh, who has worked with the likes of, uh, you know, like the Allman Brothers and Alan Parsons Project, Taylor Swift, uh, so many other people that he's worked with, plus his own music. So if you haven't heard that interview, check that out. Plus there'll be a bonus uh bonus content uh from that interview coming out soon some things that uh i didn't put in the regular interview but uh x-rated no not x-rated stop uh, um sorry. but some some things that uh didn't make the final cut but are still extraordinarily uh interesting and funny and just fun and so i'll be putting that up as bonus plus i just didn't want it to be an hour and a half long that that's kind of what it was um so <laughs> another half an hour of, of bonus content that i that i didn't include so many more interviews like that and, and other discussions coming uh up going forward and uh, definitely having Robin and Sean back on. So uh, thanks, guys, for uh, showing up and being here. If people haven't checked out The Echo Show or Dot to Dot or Double Tap, these are places that you can find Robin and Sean elsewhere. And uh, thanks, guys, for uh, showing up and, and helping me out today. A pleasure. Thank you, Tim. It was a pleasure to be on Life After Blindness. Oh, Is that good? That was, that was fantastic. <laughs> Thank you, John. Check in the post. Robin, do the outro music. Hit it! Do, 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 do. Oh, no, it's Fraggle Rock. Where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take care, everybody. Bye. Do, 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 do. Down in Fraggle Rock. Ha, ha. Down in Fraggle Rock. I had a thing for red. She was red hot in my eyes. Yeah, it's the pigtails. Anyway, okay.